This is your girl, Sylvia. She, her, and hers. Hey, it's Tori. She, her, and hers. And we are here for... Leftovers. Uh, Well, is it really a leftover or is it really an episode? Well, I like to call it leftovers because it was the stories we didn't get to for our Friday episode because we were talking about everything else. Everything was about one one topic. Probably we were going to try to talk about. But the topic of uh, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, the and the updates, all the yeah. updates around those cases that took us into even more dialogue about it. It just right. took over the episode, and that's okay. Yeah. So we have these stories left over from that, from that yeah. episode. Okay. So, so I we're gonna we're gonna a leftovers episode because okay. you know we don't we don't. And as a matter of fact, you stopped saying what session or what episode we're at. Usually, um, like, we're episode, you know, um, 10. I think last one was episode 10 of season two. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So this, so, so this and we is, don't count leftover no, I episodes. I counting le- leftovers a well, while, Yeah. I can't keep yeah. saying that shit. We never did. I thought, we never I said, think, this is leftover three. I feel like when I posted it, I, I maybe named it like, Leftover one, leftover two, maybe. I don't know. Mm, I don't remember but either. at this point, they're just leftovers. Okay. That's so this it. is a leftover. We're in leftover, which in leftovers, we don't do rapid fire. We do not. And we didn't do rapid fire for well, our real okay. episode. They'll be okay. Real well, episodes we got, are both you know... real episodes. <laughs> like we did a fake episode. <laughs> we recorded that well, shit. Half, half episode then. Uploaded it. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are we gonna do? Talk um, about our stories, get into it, or you wanna share something? Don't got nothing to share. What? Do I got anything to share? Um I was gonna say, did you hear about something when we were chatting earlier? But I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah, I don't remember what it was. I was gonna ask you if you if you heard something, and nope, got nothing. Okay. Got well, nothing. there goes the uh, there goes the old brain. Can't Co- remember COVID what brain. you. <laughs> COVID brain. <laughs> and I ain't got nothing. Right. I ain't got nothing other than the new anxiety of reopening you know because i i sense when all that i'm reading the pressure that governors are getting to reopen and people protesting and my fear is um and i'm hoping that we have a governor that is going to be mindful about what a reopening looks like you know and not be falling under the pressure of you know, all these crazy Looney Tunes that are just like, just give me the virus and get it over with. <laughs> you know, I, I want to make, sh- 
so I'm more like, and there's anxiety around, you know, what that's going to look like. And, uh, you know, are these politicians looking out for our well-being? Well, I think, I think we have, a, we, I mean, technically I don't live in Oregon, but I mean, I still consider myself Oregonian. I live on the yeah. border. Um, I mean, I pay more attention to what happens in Oregon than I do in Washington because I literally live on the border of, I mean, I live in Vancouver. So whatever's happening in Seattle and all that area up there, I mean, it just doesn't feel like it has any, you know, effect on you. Effects on you, yeah. Um, What happens more in Portland and and around this area is is more, you know, um, pertinent to my situation. Um, So I think the governor of Oregon, I think she is definitely going to try to proceed with caution and use science and Mm -hmm. and all those things but like you said you got people out there that are protesting that are opening up their businesses no matter what um you know that one salon owner owner that we talked about she's already been fined um i should have found that one for a what's update actually she's was it 1400 or fourteen thousand dollars and there's been like um uh some sort of like threat or warning of removing her kids from her custody why i don't know i didn't i mean i could find it and, and we could i mean is it because it. of what happened to that doctor like hey you putting your kids in jeopardy because you aren't practic- you know i i disagree with that part don't be snatching kids away because you know that that's going to do more trauma to the kids than anything else yeah trying to teach somebody a lesson um and then let's see what else did it say about and her? What was the between one of those uh people that are i'm not vaccinating my kids i mean what is the difference there's not much different really oh uh, uh, and but the know. other thing is um why not as the state just revoke her license to uh, yeah, her, virtually any place her you, cosmetology you can deposit checks from or her business and you license. can see your transactions and check your balance yeah, just yeah, just revoke her fucking license. Sorry, yeah. there's a commercial in the middle of that. I clicked on a thing, yeah. so you didn't. You I agree with it. that. I don't agree with going to now starting to snatch your kids away. That to me becomes retaliatory, more punitive. That's not yeah. That's not thinking in the best interest of the kids. Yeah. Um. So I did find a quick article on it just to kind of clarify because I don't know about you know I can't remember for sure if it was so. Um. Uh, let's see this was back on may 14th um from ktu to salem owner who defied state orders and reopened said thursday night osha has fined her fourteen thousand dollars and forced her to close mm-hmm. um she says this is pretty devastating the whole point of me opening was to provide for my family and not only has the government taken eight weeks of income away? They're now c- citing me thousands of dollars, which my family can most can most definitely not afford. Um, you know, and here's the thing is, here's where I, it's like the government is doing something to, to me. They're not doing, we're I mean, in a pandemic, doing it lady. to her. They're doing it right. because it's a we're in public a pan- health we're issue. In a, right. We're in a pandemic. They're doing it to everybody for our safety. Exactly. Yeah. But when you start personalizing, like, oh, they're taking it away from me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Then, you know, that's when that becomes your problem. Yep. You know, so, you know, I this is the mentality. So I, 
I don't agree with taking the kids. I do agree that you knew what you were doing when you reopened. Mm-hmm. You knew the possibilities and you still decided yeah. you could have done something totally different. You didn't have to open up the full salon. You could have had people come into your home. Yeah, that's not DL. Like, exactly. Uh, you know? Because she made it public. Like, yeah. literally could have just been. Yeah, thumbing your nose at the government. Uh, yeah. So, you know, she said that um, it says, says that she doesn't think the fine is legitimate. Uh, because oh, only the people go. working in her salon, because uh, all the only the people working at her salon are independent contractors, not her employees. Uh, she says she hasn't gotten the citation yet, but OSHA told her it's coming. Um, and then when she gets it, she'll have three days to close her doors. OSHA um, provided um, spoke OSHA uh, reports that they provided complaint. The provided complaints have been filed against the glamour salon against the complaints made among the complaints made many reported that masks were not being worn social distancing measures was not being taken and see that was the thing she came out and said she was going to do right and she's not doing it and then one complaint uh claimed that the salon was still accepting customers through the back door of the business during the closure yeah she's she's probably been doing it this whole time Oh, yeah. You know, and then she probably decided, then she goes public about it. Right. And um, now she wants to get uh, public sympathy. Right. Yeah. When no. you you claimed you were going to be doing all these safety precautions and then when people are reporting it's not happening. That, yeah. I got a fucking issue with that. Right. Like, and my thing is, if they're not your employees, um, you're just afraid that these people are going to use their own little homes to be bringing customers and you're not going to get the, the chair rates. fee. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So no boo, yeah. you, you were doing it for, and I get it. You were doing it for your own money for your own, but they were offering small and I, I you know, yes, with these blue, you know, the red tapes and everything else, you could have been filing unemployment. You know, there were some other ways that you could have dealt with this or gotten your own scissors and had built up your own clientele. Exactly. I don't know. Just but, do it on the yeah. down. Yeah. And yeah. So but you were looking at these hairdressers as your hoes and you wanted to pimp them out. Exactly. So and you wanted that for you i don't know if um you know again the thing i read about the kids be you know potentially being removed um that was just something i saw i didn't see anything in these other stories so that might have just been one of those you know oh like bait, click rumor bait kind of things you know get me to yeah. click on the story and 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 this and that so um, yeah all right well do you want to get started with some Ugh. stories so my first story that just came out today, I was telling you, or just came into my feed, um, it was, it came out Daily Mail, uh, May today, May 20th, May today. May today. <laughs> uh, I know, May today. Uh, racism is declared a public health crisis in Ho- o- in Ohio's most populated county as twice as many black people are hospitalized with COVID-19 than any other race. Wow. So officials in Ohio have declared racism a public health crisis in the state in battle in the states in battle Franklin County where twice as many black people are hospitalized for COVID-19 than any other race despite being a minority of the population. Wow. 
A public health declaration and resolution was passed on Tuesday by commissioners in Franklin County, along with 10-step plan to address racism in the health system, housing, and education. The resolution was part of 2019 Rise Together Blueprint effort to address poverty in Central Ohio that was first announced last year, well before the coronavirus struck. Racism has been a pandemic long before the current coronavirus pandemic, uh, Commissioner Kevin L. Boyce said in a statement. Our declaration today is an, is important, but it's not saying anything that hasn't been apparent for a long time. COVID-19 has highlighted the health divide between black and white Ohioans. However, I hope that it can be the catalyst we need to reform the whole health system so that it works for all of us equally, he added. Um, While black residents make up just 23% of the population of 1.3 million in Franklin, they are hospitalized at twice the rate of other demographic groups, according to the commissioner's report. Preliminary data from Ohio suggests they are dying at a disproportionately higher rate from the disease, according to the commissioners. In mid-April 20. In mid-April 2020, oh, excuse me, in mid-April, 20% of all Ohio's coronavirus cases were African-American who make up just 12% of the population, according to Columbia Columbus Dispatch. Whites, by comparison, make up 79% of the state's population, but accounted for 52% of the COVID-19 cases at that time. Um... Uh, wait, okay. In Ohio, uh, Franklin County has the highest number of COVID-19 cases with 4,793 infections, 607 hospitalizations, and 200 deaths as of Wednesday. Overall, in Ohio, there are over 27,500 confirmed cases of COVID-19 and over 1,600 deaths. Across the country, black people are infected with COVID-19 and dying at disproportionate rate. An AMFAR study based on data collected April 13 said disproportionately black counties account for 22% of all U.S. counties and are home to 52% of nationwide coronavirus cases and 58% of COVID-19 deaths, according to Washington Post. Black people count for 13% of the county's entire population. There's a lot of numbers being thrown out. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, basically what it's, and I think uh, I was hoping, wait, that they might go into why. Black residents are more likely to die prematurely, meaning before the age of 75 compared to other races of report stated. um, I hate when they put in all these extra little, you know, those flashy articles or those flashy. And then they get in your way. You can't even move and script down without them getting in your way. And then you, they take you to where they want you to go. Pick me, pick me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was gonna. I was hoping that they might go into why. So there, there also have they also have an infant mortality rate. We know that part. 
the declaration describes that internal and systemic forms of racism have led to persistent discrimination and disparate outcomes between white people and people of color in the county. Discrimination has affected people of color in housing, education, employment, and criminal justice and healthcare. Nothing is more important than the health and well-being of our residents, Board Commissioner President John O'Grady said in a statement. Um, our communities. Success depends on all Franklin residents being able to share in it, but right now we have a system that is resulting in different outcomes for people based on the color of their skin. That's not acceptable. Board Commissioner Marilyn Brown said that the racism and discrimination seen today stems from centuries of systemic racism with roots in slavery and segregation that prevails today. Hundreds of years of systemic racism from slavery to segregation redlining to Jim Crow and discrimination in housing, financing, and education, some of which persist today, have led to predictable inequalities. Um, Then it's going into, hmm. so I was hoping why, because, you know, as we're trying to educate people on, you know, why is that? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because people look at it and say, well, how can you say that's racism if they're, you know, what, what do you mean by that's racism? Right. You know, if they don't go to school, what do they, you know, then if they don't want to be better than, you know, exactly. So, you know, to me, I was hoping that they would delve more into the disparities in, um, you know, health towards communities of color, too. Yeah. You know, and what that looks like and what that means. And a lot of it is, you know, has to do with clinics, how close are clinics, Mm -hmm. how accessible are clinics. Mm Um, and even as we were talking about a couple stories way back when, when we were talking about women, that women aren't believed about their pain. Right. And the same is true, um, where if you were to go in and say, Hey, I got a pain, a white person more likely would be able to get, you know, some type of medication or, well, let's do extra, extra. But if the, uh, healthcare provider already has, you know, a bias against you, simply because of the color of your skin, right. they're less likely to believe you and say, oh, you're just drug seeking. Exactly. You know? Yeah, because uh, that, so, yeah, that's the bias of, of you know, I mean, it's like the thing that we talked about with Ahmed Arbery. Yeah. And when he was, you know, the video that surfaced from 2017 where he was at the park chilling in his car and automatically, what does a police officer suspect? He's, he's there smoking marijuana. So this, or he's doing some criminal activity. Right, because that's the implicit bias of the white supremacy systems that right. leads people to see a person of color, see a black person, and automatically assume drugs, crime, that type of thing. So mm-hmm. if you're showing Or maybe up, even maybe even their uh unwarranted fear of, oh man, I, I don't want to serve them, you right. know, and they, you know, I, I hoping that their number doesn't come up on their shit, you know, on their shift. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, so there are tons of things that happen that we're not aware of as to why these you know how it's playing out, but it it is playing out. Results are showing, right. stats are showing. Exactly. Um, I was trying to look up really quick if I could find some, uh, you know, just kind of, um, you know, statistics or something that we could help people understand. Um, right. And the other thing I was saying is, or wanting to say is, as you're looking for the stats, mm -hmm. um, you know, at this point, what we know about COVID is people are getting it and dying 
if they're at high risk, right? Right. And they they have a list of high risk: diabetes, heart disease, um, high blood pressure. And if you look at statistics, communities of color have, again, higher rates of these things. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, people are like, well, maybe they should go on a diet or maybe Mm -hmm. they should get exercise. Maybe, you know, and the realities are, you know, growing up uh, and and seeing the uh, heart disease affecting every single person. every single uncle and aunt that I had. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, they all died of some, there was, their deaths were never of just natural due to just old age. Just getting old, yeah. It was cancer, whether it was um, colon cancer, uh, heart disease, complications of uh, diabetes, and they all had high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the reality is, they weren't like, well, let me go to the doctor. It was, I got to go to work, right. whether I'm feeling bad or not, I got to go to work. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where the survival mode, the stresses, the, you know, everyday stresses that, what do you mean go jogging? Jogging is not <laughs> something that communities of color do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, it's a lifestyle in your know, white communities. Right. I mean, they do that for fun. And that's not to say that, no, we don't have uh, people of color that are joggers. Yeah. That, that is not, to, but by by far and large, you don't see joggers in the hood. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, and, I mean, it's all about as well, like the spaces and places where it's available, right? That's like, true. Um, yep. You know, making this a public health issue racism is a public health issue because like what you're saying is there's higher rates of certain illnesses diabetes heart uh heart disease high blood pressure um all the all the things that cause a a quicker death right and yeah part of that diabetes so we what we know about the body when you're under stress it lowers your immune system Right. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. lower your immune system is, the easier it is to to, to develop diseases. Right. Diabetes, yeah. uh, heart disease, those kind of things. So lifestyle, yes, is one factor. But the other factor is the racism that causes the stress and the anxiety that then leads to lower immunity, which leads to more likely becoming sick and ill right. from different um, types of diseases. Right. And and the planning of communities where communities of color are at right we didn't have grocery stores yeah we didn't have access to like places where they could teach kids to swim so again drownings in our communities are higher you know so there's a, it, it it's a, there's a, a big impact on how racism has affected our communities and this is just another example exactly of the what we continue to say right and I mean, the thing, I, I, I like that this is happening and um, there are going to be some barriers because it's like you said, um, people don't want to believe it exists. Um, they don't understand people it. People don't want to believe that racism could affect people's health, um, mm-hmm. that could it affect how people are treated in healthcare settings. Um, it doesn't, they don't want to think that it could mean access to healthcare. You know, when right. you talked about like work versus going to the doctor, if you're in a socioeconomic stat class, which is primarily, uh, people who don't, aren't covered by health insurance, 
you're not going to go to the doctor for every little thing, right? Or, or even for a simple like, well check. Yeah, you're like not going to... an annual, an annual it's check. It's not going to happen, you know, no. because one, you're probably working a job that you can't call out from, you know, has mm-hmm. the, if it has sick time, it's very limited. Um, if you have sick time, you want to save it for when you're actually sick, so you're not going to take the day off to go get a well check. Right. You know, and then... When you get to that space, right? Like how much? Like we already talked about. Like how many times are you not believed? Are you not listened to? Mm-hmm. I mean, we did. Did we do the story a while back about that lady who had COVID symptoms? And yeah, they, yeah, black lady yeah. had COVID symptoms, and she was accused of having a panic t- panic attack, and now yeah. she's dead. And she died. Now yeah. she's dead. And she died. Like yeah. That's what we're talking about is that you show up to these spaces and places that haven't done their own work around structural racism mm-hmm. and historical oppression of marginalized communities. Uh, and and you get treated poorly. You right. Know? Like, right. It's not welcoming for you when you come in. You don't see, you know, you don't see people that look like you. Right. Um, you know, and, and people are like, well, everybody has opportunity to go to college. Okay. Yes, but you got to look at from what level of uh, resources was put into their schools, into communities of color schools. You're getting secondhand stuff. Uh, You're in survival mode there at the school. You know, the testing scores are lowered for you because we've got to pass every single dang kid. There's no resources, you know, in those schools to help, you know, kids. And so it's like, so they're getting subpar, whereas, you know, you're going into these affluent communities where the families aren't in survival mode. And uh, of course they're flourishing. Their families are flourishing. Nobody's in survival mode. Nobody's in, you know, but yet we aren't putting our resources. All our resources are going to those affluent areas. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, but I'm glad that they're declaring it and it's public now, like they're making it. A big, huge deal. It's in the news. I'm glad that they're doing that. Well, we'll be following along, though, to see what exactly they're going to do, how they're going to do it, what initiatives they're going to bring forward um, to really turn the tide on all of this. Um, Yeah. uh, It's a first step. That's all I'm saying. Cautiously optimistic is what I like to be. Well, and you know, when you start trying to help people uh, unlearn their the old thinking, you know, because everybody wants to be like, "Oh, I'm woke," oh, and you really start to delve into it, you know. And then I'm like, I'm not woke, like I'm not fully woke. Mm -hmm. There are things that I need to be woke up on, exactly. But until I'm, it's brought to my attention, I don't ever, you know, why would I think that I know it? So. Nobody is 100% woke. We all have areas to grow in, areas to wake Mm -hmm. up at. So all I'm saying is people just be open to being woke. Yeah, just be open to be willing to listen to understand. And to me, that's one of the things that white people can do is just hush up, Mm -hmm. shut your mouth. Yeah. Just just shut up and listen for a while. Listen to yeah. understand. Yeah. Um, and here's another thing. Don't be going out asking your friends of color to teach you. 
go yeah you, you might ask them you know could you give me some ideas on what books or movies or things i might read or watch but don't ask them to teach you about racism and uh, and oppression right your job as a white person or any person really is to go out and seek the 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 information um and if because, you ask and if like, you, i don't care if you ask but don't start debating with me well, that's true how that. I, yeah, true do that. not debate with me. If you're asking me questions, mm-hmm. you're there to just listen. And that is it. Do not. Well, what if or what happened yeah. or how come I, I'm going to cut you right off? Listen I'm going to cut understand. you. Understand. Don't yeah. listen to respond. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah. And if you ask your person of color friend to give you some sort of lesson, maybe think about giving them some money into their PayPal or their Venmo or their cash app. What? What? Tell me more about this. Well, um, what? I have a what? friend and I think she, I mean, I like what she's doing. So a friend of mine, she's, uh, uh, she gets into a lot of debates on Facebook, right? She'll, she'll yeah. debate people. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm like, I ain't got the time for your dumb asses. But yeah. she'll 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 put shit out there. She'll say things. So what I've seen her start to do in the comments is when people start asking her questions, and she'll say, "I'm not here to teach you, but if you'd like me to continue teaching you, I can give you my PayPal, my Venmo, my you know, I, you got to pay me for this. You're not gonna fucking. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I think it's smart because yeah. how many times as people of color are we asked to do things for to very teach. low amount of money or for free yeah right and you were talking about that remember you were like oh yeah i got an opportunity to do a training and i did know, it myself i, I, I undersold yeah, yeah. no yeah. absolutely 100 like because yeah. we, we were used to getting the scraps or we're used to not being able to you know, right? we're like, like oh, ooh, they yeah. Might, yeah, we're not, we're not we're taught that. Know. We're not right. taught that that we go, and that's what we can do as people of color raising raising children. If you're raising children of color, you ask them to go for the gold. You tell right. them, you teach them, you go for the gold all the time. You are just right. as worthy as your white friend or your white, you know, uh, uh, you know, student next to you. Like you're just as worthy to ask for the top dollar of things, right? Because right. yeah, I absolutely did it. I and I. I was going to undersell myself. And fortunately, the person that was, you know, setting up the training that I'm going to do is like, no, this is what we're going to pay you. Like your, right. your, 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 your money, your time's worth more than that. And right. I mean, I'm like, I'm still floored. I ain't going to talk about the number because I ain't talking about my business that way. Right. But I'm, I'm, you were, su- you were I very like, surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I and, was like, and, and you know what I liked about that was that person knew what the going rates were. Yeah. And knew and yeah. and because that's not like it's not like you're doing it that you're not. But she was like, "Oh hell no! Yeah. I'm gonna be upfront with you about what the going rate." Yeah, that's a person that that's you know to me is like a woke person yeah. that's like, "Oh no, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna uh you know undercut you because that's ooh we're getting away with something because exactly. Tori's only offering you know a yeah. dollar to do the yeah. training." You and know, so I so. say go. I mean you know. Don't don't do shit for free anymore, right? right. I, I mean, if you're like, like in an agency and they and someone asks you to come speak to your experience as a person of color, they best be giving you an honorarium or an actual stipend or salary, you know, a fee. Like, yeah, no, don't go give the giving them equity porn. Yes, you know, you know, don't and be, the other thing, don't be yeah. doing that shit. Beca- yeah, because a lot correct. of times we're always like, well, you know. 
I want people to know. No, hell no. Your intellectual property is just as valuable as anybody else's. Right. Just as valuable as Dr. Phil's. Well, probably more valuable. <laughs> that Jesus. Uh. All right, what you got? What you got? Well, what you bringing to the table? I'm bringing. Um, this is a uh, from yesterday because it is the twentieth. Yeah, this is from yesterday. Um, and damn, this is something else. Uh, ABC News: Thousands evacuated as river dams break in Central Michigan. Rapidly what? rising water has overtaken dams and forced evacuation of 10,000 people in central Michigan. Wow. Yeah. What is it through rainfall? What is yeah, it? Yes, so apparently they've had a lot of they've had a lot of rain. They, yes, they have had a lot of rain, but it's also crumbling infrastructure. Infrastructure. Yep. So rapidly rising water overtook dams and forced evacuation of 10,000 people in central Michigan, where the governor said one downtown could be under approximately nine feet of water by Wednesday. Holy moly. Nine feet. Nine feet. Wow. Basketball hoop is 10 feet. Wow. So think about that. Yeah. Oh, M.G. For the second time in less than 24 hours, families uh, living along the... Now, um, bear with me. Titabawasi River. Why does it got to be titty? I know, right? <laughs> Titabawasi River. I'm probably butchering that. Say the tit river. Um, <laughs> and connected lakes in Midland County were ordered to leave home. The National Weather Service on Tuesday eve- evening urged anyone near the river to seek higher ground following the cat- catastrophic 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 um dam failures of the edenville dam about 140 miles away and north north of detroit and the sanford dam about seven miles down river uh the governor said downtown midland a city of 42,000 people about eight miles downstream from the sanford dam faced an especially serious flooding threat the dow chemical plant main plant sits on the city's riverbanks in the next 12 to 15 hours, downtown Midland could be under approximately nine feet of water. We're anticipating oh, historically historic high water level. Um, Whitmer. Did they go into like, this is the first time in 50 years? Uh, that this is done? I don't know if it's like one of those like hundred rain, you know, hundred year rain yeah. things or whatever. Um, the governor declared a state of emergency, urged residents to, threatened by flooding to find a place to stay with their friends or relatives or to seek one of the several shelters opening across the county, um, encourage people to do their best to take precautions, even pre- uh, to prevent the spread of uh, COVID, which such as wearing face masks and observing social distancing. How do you observe social distancing if you have to go when to When you're shelter? swimming, right, or when you're swimming yeah. for your life. Um and yeah so emergency responders went door to door you know evacuating so i wanted to get to the damn part of things the damn the damn part of the damn yeah the Um, damn part of titty lake titty river yeah (laughs) um let's see the edenville dam which was built in 1924 was rated unsatisfactory condition in 2018 by the state the sanford dam which was built in 1925 received a fair conditioning rating both dams are in the process of being sold, which what what like how do you sell uh, what are you selling the concrete? How, are you selling what? how does that work? Uh, Come again? Well, my nice suppose like um like uh what is it? Who owns Bonneville Dam? Is it Pacific Power? 
Yeah. Yeah. So Pacific Power owns the dam, right? So yeah. I guess, and I don't know if these were hydroelectric. Yeah, to I generate. Yeah, I don't know if these were hydroelectric dams or, or what. But how do you sell off a dam that has broke? And how do you sell off a dam that is one that is unsatisfactory condition and the other as a fair condition rating. Like, how does that work? Is it like selling uh, a car as is like, yeah. well, if and it breaks, you, it breaks. Right. And then the person has to do the upkeep and make it, you know, bring it up to, yeah. but obviously that's going to come to the taxpayers or the, who, if I it's a utility think. company, you're going to have to pay for the upgrades yeah. through higher, you know, prices of electricity. So there are 19 high hazard dams in unsatisfactory or poor condition in Michigan in 2018, ranking 20th among the 45 states and Puerto Rico for which the Associated Press obtained condition assessment. Um, So now here's my thing. Yeah. What's your how is it that these little beavers, (laughs) they create, right. They create dams any design that they do, it helps the environment. The designs that we do, we destroy the environment. Yeah. And we always end up with broken dams, people dying, you know, know. as these little beavers going around and nourishing every aspect of the different areas, creating life and growth. And uh, we just we just need to stop people we yeah. just need to stop so i i mean i thought this is interesting because um you know like there one you're already dealing with covid oh yeah that's and bad. you're michigan you're dealing with the assholes that stormed the capital saying let us go back to work right <laughs> and now yeah. you got this you know area which is like major stuff. floods and um <laughs> Yeah, it's that's scary, man. I don't like ugly. That's scary. The interesting <laughs> thing, though, the dam, the pictures itself, it, it's it's they seem a little bit different than, um, I mean, they're small. There, they, they clearly looks like they're smaller dams. Um, more like you know, they're what not like a, they, they're not like a Bonneville, you know, um, oh, like you know, a big one off of a big river. Yeah, it didn't. Look, I mean, it it still held back a lot of water, and there's like yeah, huge land that's covered with water and all that but um yeah you know i i was in my head thinking bonneville dam i was thinking john day dam i was thinking the dams that we have on the columbia um this is a i'm thinking hoover dam like oh my god (laughs) yeah oh my god could you imagine yeah um still i mean it's there's sparse it's it's sparsely populated areas of michigan but there is like this town of real damage yeah there is real damage that could potentially happen you know so you got ten thousand people that are having to relocate in a time of a pandemic when you know you got to worry about that so yeah and like you said how do you crowd all these people that are in emergency all going into one building to you know be sheltered how do you keep social distancing and wearing masks all the time? And mm-hmm. do they have the ability to, you know, have made it six feet or, you know, however, like, cause that takes time and preparation. Yeah. So hopefully Ohio's well, and been. And then just even the devastation of losing everything to this flood, right? Like, right. yeah. You, I mean, then you probably potentially lost your job. You know, maybe right? you're not maybe working. Maybe you weren't working and... on top. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This is terrible. It's gonna, it's, 2020 be, is turning out to be 
dumpster fire from hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully 2021, we will see, you know, we will see. And it really started going downhill 2016. Well, that's when it started. Let's yeah. just be yeah. real. 2016 <laughs> is when we started going down to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. And if you don't get out there and fucking vote. <laughs> yep. Any way, shape or form possible and get this buffoon out of there. Right. I don't Crawl. know. If we can, I don't know if we can last another four years. No, like, not like this, because clearly God is sending messages that he is not the anointed person that these <laughs> dumb idiot evangelicals continue to say. How many more signs do we need? Oh, We've got the God. plague of COVID. <laughs> We've had... Uh, We've had more storms, hail storms, big, huge fires. Locusts. <laughs> the works. Oh, now we got, what's that, the monster, or the uh, Asian, uh, what's the wasp or hornet? Oh, the, what's that, uh, the, the, the Asian murder African hornet, hornet or, or the, Af no, not the African. It's a murder hornet. Murder hornet. The murder hornet. Murder hornets. <laughs> I mean, it's like. Holy moly, how many ways? I know, I know. What what other sign do we need? <laughs> Vote him out. That's your oh sign. Oh my gosh, that's Get exactly what, out. that's exactly what the, you know, somebody's campaign should be. Like you hit these, <laughs> you hit these evangelicals with all the signs of why he's got to go. You know what though, here's my thing. And I read an article about this a while back about how in some way these evangelicals, this is, I mean, they're waiting for the end times, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. they're like, oh, God's coming, you know, like, so yeah, all like of this disaster safe. and shit that's happening, like in uh -huh. their brains, in their twisted brains, uh -huh. like that's a good thing. Um, I was, uh, I had talked to someone who had been a Jehovah witnesses in the, uh -huh. in the past and they were telling me how that they actually want this kind of shit to happen. Cause that means that Jehovah's Again. coming back and they're going to be saved and everything's going to be fine. Like they're going to, I don't know what, what did they call it? The promised land or yeah, uh, yeah. the key. I don't know. And, but, and, here, and here's my thing. Nobody. I don't care what faith you are in should uh, relish in the um, people perishing because every person that perishes, if you're, if you're a Christian, every person that perishes that didn't get to know Christ, that's a life lost. So what? every, every, uh, I, said if you're a, I said, if you're a Christian, <laughs> I said, if you're a Christian, that that's that's the mentality that Christians should have. You shouldn't be relishing in people dying and oh yeah, God's gonna. Nobody knows. No, you know, if you're Christian, nobody knows when when God is coming. And it's very clear Bible. It's not. You don't get to tell me when I'm coming. I'm telling you when I'm coming. That's what and she said. And you don't try to figure. <laughs> you don't try to figure me out. You know, I'm gonna tell you when I'm good and ready. I'm gonna come. You just better be ready. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You just better no, be ready. I mean, did you hear what you said? No. <laughs> Sorry, my mind's in the gutter. You, oh. I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna get yeah. ready to you when I'm ready to come. Well, but but that's the point. That's the point. Every Christian should know this. 
But when they're relishing in, oh yeah, these things, and ooh, people are dying of COVID and God is coming and he's going to bring his reign. Yeah, on. but in their he, heads, those are the people that are like, well, those they, are the people that aren't going to make it. No, That's I'm, I'm saying in their heads, the people right. that are dying, the people that are perishing, those are the people that just didn't give themselves to God. They didn't follow the way. You know, again, like I, when I was talking to this person, like yes. they fund like that is the the fundamental that, thing that's that the brainwashing they, piece of um, it. Talk about in the 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 J Dub yeah. uh, uh, church is that. It's it's on those people. It's their fault for not believing, no, exactly. not, not doing all the things. I mean, I was like, my mind was blown when this person. That's was telling their dunkle. Me, like, that's their dunkle. What's that? Uh, the dunkle Kroger effect. That's them. <laughs> because if they did their research, that's why I said, if you do your research, if you get in and you delve into what they believe in, and I mean, because people are just. And, and I got to be for real. It's, oh, yeah, you're going and you're listening to somebody else telling you what the Bible is saying, you know. But if you're doing your research, if you're seeking out uh, the word, you wouldn't be relishing. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be like, oh, wow. Yeah, these people you'd be out there doing even more to save people. You know what I'm saying? To get the word out to them like you would be hey, we can't you would be the most social justice because we got to save these people because he's come. No, but they're just sitting back and they're just like, well, I'm voting for this fool because the faster I can vote him in, the faster God is going to come and save me. Uh, that's the opposite. That's what I'm saying. I think Girlfriend, you aren't going to make it if that's wacko, your attitude. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, you're not going to make it if that's your attitude because yeah, that's not, that's not a Christ-like attitude. I think it's all yeah. wacko. Well, that's your opinion. You can have your opinion because some of the things you believe, I believe is wacko, but you know, it's okay. Um, uh, that's, that's a part of living in this country. We can have our beliefs, but I can't put my beliefs on you and you can't put yours on me, but we well, can have our beliefs. <laughs> we can have our beliefs, you know, and that's where it's at. Like, it's okay. Um, Should we take a break? Uh, Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome to, back. What do you bring to the table? Oh, did you miss that? Did you miss that? Welcome no, back? because you was it delayed? You yeah, you're on you're on I want to say even on four second. Oh like wow. Yeah, four wow. second. Like it, a bad Chinese movie it. right now. <laughs> so i can't look at your face i gotta listen to oh, i gotta, gotta just listen. be okay. yeah i gotta listen um so, all right we're all back right. from the break to what are you bringing to the table and um you got a little what's update what it's is a little what's, what's update, update? But it's, yeah but it's not a what's update it's because what's i didn't know the story it's relevant to something that we talked about yeah so uh you had brought up a story about the cruise industry and how they're like a booked up. percent right. bookings. So I up. saw this uh, article from CNN Travel, and um, it, this one, CNN Travel, it came out um, May 19th, and it's a Florida man has been stuck on a ship for 62 days in an Italian port. He has been tested eight times for coronavirus. 
So a man from Winter Springs, Florida, told CNN on Monday that he has been stuck on a cruise ship and then a hospital ship in an Italian port for 62 days after testing positive for COVID-19 in early April. Some days are really bad and some days are okay, Tyler Grimes, 28, told CNN over video chat Monday. Grimes set sail mid-January from Genoa, Italy on his second cruise as an employee of MSC Cruises, a global cruise company headquartered in Geneva, Switzerland. Grimes worked in the jewelry store on their Mediterranean route. Wow, a jewelry store? Dude, those those fucking cruise lines are like mini little cities. Wow. It ain't like it used to be. You just, you know, go up to the Lido deck and, you know, get a drink look from, at uh, Look outside, yeah. From, uh, Isaac? Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> so March 17, a friend of Grimes and fellow employee tested positive for COVID-19, Grimes told CNN. After consulting with the ship doctor and captain, Grimes said he voluntarily went into isolation. 15 days later, he also tested positive, Grimes said. Grimes has been tested seven more times and has received a mixture of positive and negative results, he told CNN. He was very concerned about his mental health, Tyler's mother, Ann Grimms, told CNN. Last Monday, he was sobbing on the phone, saying he wanted to go home. She said he he had just tested positive. So his last test, his eighth test came back as positive. I'm assuming for antibodies. And I don't this know. has been since March. Yes. Our number one priority is to get Tyler home to his family as quickly and as safely as possible. MSC spokeswoman Alyssa Goldfarb said in an email to CNN Tuesday. If this is a second consecutive negative, if this is a second consecutive negative result, as we all hope it would be, we will then organize the most rapid way possible to get Tyler back home to the United States and his loved ones. Goldfarb highlighted MSC has been able to re, re- repatriate. What is that? Repatriate. Repatriate. Yeah. About seventy-six percent, or yeah, seventy-six percent of their nineteen thousand seven hundred and forty crew members. American embassy confirmed to the family it is an Italian policy that cruise ship employees may not be released from a ship until they have tested negative in two subsequent tests, Anne Grimes told CNN. We don't question that that's the standard, Anne Grimes told CNN. It's the fact that the testing is so sketchy. How can you be in quarantine for 62 consecutive days and still be testing positive? That's a good question. Grimes told CNN the cruise ship he has been working on disembarked passengers between March 9th and 10th while around 200 employees remained on board. Once he tested positive, Grimes was moved into a guest cabin with a balcony unit with no warning, no preparation. He was given full protective gear to wear and taken to a local hospital to be tested. He was in full protective gear from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time, Grimes said. He was then loaded in the back of an ambulance and dropped off at the hospital ship with no heads up, he said. I then had a mental breakdown, he said, as his realization he wasn't going back to the cruise ship. He has since been staying in a small crew-like cabin 
on a hospital ship that is being used to treat the local population who have tested positive for COVID-19, but do not require hospitalization. Grimes says he tested negative Saturday, his seventh test to date. He now awaiting the results of his eighth test, hoping that it will come back negative. He would then be able to fly back to the United States via commercial airline, he said. The faster you get me to the U.S., the better, Grimes said. I don't care where you send me. Damn. Wow. How does that happen? I don't know. You test positive, you test negative. You test positive, you test negative. What? How? How is it that... <laughs> I mean, how fucking unlucky are you that you you test positive, then you test negative? You can't get two negatives in a row, right? Right. So every time you test negative, it's like, and then every time you test positive, it starts over again, right? Right. Like, I mean, why couldn't you? Why couldn't you like a negative test, positive test, and then the next negative test? Why can't that count as two negative tests? Right. You know, why is it because a positive in there? What I don't get it. Right. I don't why know. does you know why does it reset? And then also like this. What is the guy, sketchiness around? If guy, you it, yeah. Is it that he's re? Is he getting it again? I mean, I don't know about. I don't know. I mean, supposedly the supposedly is once you have it, you can't get it again. So why isn't? I mean. I don't know what this testing is. I don't is. know. It seems, it seems odd. It, it, the poor guy's gonna have some serious PTSD after this. Show. Oh yeah. Like if For he's sure. already having mental breakdowns, like his fucking yeah. brain is. Yeah. Uh, well, and can you imagine just this constant? You know, am I going to get off? Is this ever going to end? Yeah. You have to have a strong mind for for you to go through. And I and we were talking about it. Just us here. We're we're able to walk around freely. Exactly. We're here in our comfort spot, and it's still rough for us. Yeah, I couldn't imagine little, being locked up little, in your room. Yeah. And it's probably like just a tiny, you know, yeah. uh, crew quarter with what to do in yeah, there. Exactly. Like read books. Uh, do crosswords. Well, I mean, you probably have That'll internet. You probably have the internet. Yeah. So you're watching Netflix all damn day. Fuck. You could watch all of Netflix at that point. <laughs> Like it would just be a thing on your screen pop up. Like you already saw that. You've come saw to the that. end. <laughs> There's no more Nothing Netflix new. to watch. <laughs> Nothing new here. <laughs> wow, That's that is crazy. Wild. wild. Yeah, crazy. And Ugh. yet we're about to reopen. <laughs> we're about to reopen. What happens? He gets off. He gets his negative. What happens? He gets off. A next one is positive. Well, yeah, well, ha- yeah, I don't, oh, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say is how do right. you get so positive, negative, positive, and negative? And then watch him get back to the States and end up actually getting it. Like right. all that, all those testing was like not, yeah. <laughs> or infecting, or infecting Because it sounds people. like even though he's testing positive, it's asymptomatic. Like he's not developing into the full, the symptoms. Yeah. The way that yeah. the story made it sound is yeah. like he keeps, they keep telling him he's got it, but yet. You know, he's, he's not, yeah, he's not, there's no some days and not developed into any of the, the major symptoms. Yeah. Like to me, that tells me you never had it in the first place or, or like, your testing is positives or your testing is placebo. I don't know. Not, I don't know. Shit. I mean, I, I think the mom's right. It's sketchy. It's, sketchy it testing. Seems, it I don't understand little, how that happened. A little sketch. Maybe they're trying to keep him on there when they can restart again and be like. 
Yeah, yeah. Want to keep your job? Shanghai him. Keep what working. What's that, that called? We're Shanghaiing you now. Sorry. I don't think we're supposed to say that anymore. Uh, isn't that where you? I don't know. I feel like we're not supposed to say that anymore. We'll have to look I thought it, it up. But it doesn't. Survive. I thought it was like you kidnap people. Well, yeah, isn't but I think it it's like I don't know. I think it's in reference of a. I don't think it's right. Do your research on that. I'm gonna look yeah. it up, but it doesn't research, feel, research doesn't it, feel right it. anymore. You know, I said we got to get woke. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, we're not always woke. So, you know, I'm okay with getting, um, you know, getting more info. Um, All right. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, tell me what you got. Let's oh, should see. I do another as you're looking, or you already uh, got it? No, go ahead. And, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so this is a funny one. This is that one. Remember that one dude that was like getting a divorce and he was like, I just want to have a sword fight with my wife. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of like a what's update. So <laughs> this one came out uh, May 11th. Man who sought trial by combat now wants ex-wife evaluated. What? You know. Yeah. So he's out there. The I want a sword a fight sword to deal fight. with this. And then now he's like, she's Lucy Goosey. She's missing some screws in her head. I need her evaluated. Oh, brother. <laughs> the Kansas man who sought legal permission in Ohio to engage in a sword fight with his ex-wife is not insane, but merely angry over their child custody arrangements, according to a psychological evaluation. David Ostrom of Paleo, Kansas, asked in January third court filing to be allowed to fight his former wife, Bridget uh, Ulstrom of Harlan, Iowa, and her attorney, Michael Hudson, so that he could render their souls from their bodies. The Ulstroms have been embroiled in disputes over custody and visitation issues and property tax payments. A Iowa judge responded by temporarily suspending David Ostrom's child visitations and ordering the evaluation. <laughs> it found he is not troubled, but has adjustment disorder with mixed emotional features. Isn't that what troubled means? You're troubled, adjustment dude. Adjustment disorder what... with mixed emotional features. Isn't that means you're troubled? You don't know well, how I to mean... deal with emotions? <laughs> Uh, adjustment disorder is one of those uh, diagnoses that often gets done when you know something's going on, but you really can't pinpoint exactly. Like you don't have exactly enough information. Like it could just be a, a circumstance in their life that's happening. And so it's causing some symptoms or it's causing some, uh, you know, things. I'm not, not to say that like it gets abused, but, but he knows cause they're going through the divorce. That's what, and he's so, like, Hey, I, so the I adjustment fighter. Yeah. The adjustment yeah. disorder is because of the stress of the divorce. He's got these things that maybe typically he wouldn't have if that weren't happening. Right. He's having a hard time dealing with those yeah, emotions. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. That means you're troubled. You're troubled, dude. Well, I don't like to call it troubled. As well, a, that's what they're saying. He's mental. not troubled. He just has adjustment disorder. I'm yeah. like, what's the di what is the difference? <laughs> what is the difference? You know, instead of saying he's not troubled, just go straight into he has adjustment disorder, which is bloop, 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 due to bloop, bloop, bloop. Um, so it says he, uh, so he filed a second motion Friday asking for parenting time with his children 
and that he be reimbursed, you know, he's still struggling with adjusting, and that he be reimbursed 4765 in legal fees and 2200 for the psychological evaluation. The motion also seeks 2000 or 255000 for emotional damages. <laughs> huh. Neither Bridget Olstrom nor her attorney responded. I'm like, dude, the judge ordered it. He, the wife's attorney didn't say, hey, he needs a psyche valve. So the judge ordered it because of your, yeah. what you were saying. He's and just, now you want the wife to pay for that? Yeah, he's just pissed. He's just, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. just, he's just pissed. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, brother. These are the kind that get to the point where it's like, dude, you're wound tight. I'm nervous for you. If you don't win yeah. every single thing, you don't get every dime that you're asking for. And that's the, the troubling is like that tells you something right there. If you if you do these kind of things because you don't get your way there. Yeah. Yeah. You got some troubles, bro. You need to yeah. look into that. Yeah. Right. You need to look at it. Yeah. And and understand that it's going to eat you up. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so I found some info about Shanghai. Okay. So the term Shanghai or to Shanghai someone is slang for to steal or take without permission. It immediately sounds politically incorrect, like the sibling of Indian giver that you know you know you'll feel bad about ever saying once you learn its words origins. The phrase though doesn't actually derived from historical malice towards Chinese people. The history is weird, kind of terrifying, and comes out of San Francisco. Um, let's see. Da, 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 the, they put together... Um, uh, so... James so Kelly had a number of boarding houses and bars that he used to lure, lure in victims. There's an insane history that as early as 1870s, Kelly supplied three ships with a hundred men in one night. He rented a steamer, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I guess it has something to do with this guy, like taking from from people but then it doesn't really go into it that much um so then why yeah like as to why do you call it shanghai then yeah um they said that there's a uh interesting animated slideshow explaining the history of the word but the link is dead so i don't know what that means oh so so at this point right now we're 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 i would say that we can't deter it's undeterminable right now at uh, at this time yeah. Um, I could still use it. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> so the origin uh, comes from the days of sailing ships when getting crews, when getting crews for the long hauls could be difficult. So unscrupulous captains, captains would have their men wait in saloons on the American West Coast, getting them drunk, drunk and then dropping them through trap doors and carrying them to their ships. But so why, nothing racial. But why, other than, why did they call it Shanghai? Yeah. So it wasn't anything racial about it. It wasn't like they were. Uh, yeah, it wasn't know, like they were saying the Chinese a, people were right. doing this. It was. Yeah. But or I that they were or that they were, you know, stealing or uh, right. enslaving. It was Chinese literally about people. the ca the ship's captains. Yeah. Getting their crew to come back and work by getting them drunk and then having this trap door thing that would 
put him into this thing and then they'd get hauled back to the ship. Right. Um, so as in this moment, it's not a... It still feels wrong for some, some reason. <laughs> because of the name. <laughs> Uh, we got to unlock our brain. <laughs> um, so I, I'm safe in saying Shanghai. I'm going to Shanghai you, Tori. I don't like it. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel like a Tina on Bob's Burgers right. when she goes, uh, <laughs> when she starts to get uncomfortable, she goes, uh, uh, yeah <laughs> and she doesn't say she just uh that's what i feel like when you say that <laughs> yeah well but here's the thing is we you know uh it's good education you know you know i mean it doesn't seem like it is i just still feel uncomfortable <laughs> saying it <laughs> yeah yeah well no. um let let's me, keep going shanghai let me do a story. let's keep going stop shanghai it. Lopez. Stop it. <laughs> i do not consent yeah <laughs> So going to go back to some more COVID stuff since we talked about uh, uh, easing restrictions and all of those things. Uh, so this is from KUTV in um, I don't know what state KUTV is. Rhode Island. Um, states accused of manipulating COVID-19 statistics to make situation look better. So, like, when you were talking about, I hope Oregon's governor's got her shit together, well, right. hopefully she ain't doing this kind of shit. Oh, let's see. So, see, this was people in jeopardy. That's, mm -hmm. my anxiety just rose. Go As ahead. As a large part of the United States uh, eases their lockdowns from coronavirus, public officials in some states are being accused of bungling, bungling infection statistics or even deliberately using a slight of hand to make things look better than they are. Uh, the result is that politicians, business owners, and ordinary Americans who are making decisions about reopening um, and other day-to-day -day matters risk being left with the impression that the virus is under control, more under control than it actually is. In Virginia, Texas, and Vermont, for example, officials said that they have been combing, combining the results of viral tests, which show an active infection, with antibody tests, which show past infection. Public health experts say that 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 say that can make for impressive-looking testing totals, but not give a true picture of how the virus is spreading. So it goes down, you know, testing like how many tests have you done that. The more tests you can do, and the and the more you know your actual numbers. So what these mm. th these places are doing is putting the two tests together, which they're not the same. Antibody testing is just to test if you have the antibodies, which means right. you would be immune to it. Yeah. And then obviously infection testing is to see if you have the actual virus. The, yeah. And so if you combine those two numbers together, you get a bigger number of tests, which makes it look like you're testing more uh, people to convince people like, see, we've done 80,000 tests. Well, now didn't we do a how study, many the, tests of actual research? infection have you done? Isn't that what we did the story about the people that did the, or I actually did, but I brought it up and said, Hey, these people were sending out, uh, claiming they did a research on COVID testing and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't, you know, they didn't, it wasn't peer reviewed. Um, and then, the, oh, yeah. you know, the peer reviewers did find lots of discrepancies. Yeah. And I think one of them was exactly like what you were talking about. Like just this. Yeah. That they were, 
uh, that the numbers that they showed were not that they didn't demonstrate like what you said right. any antibodies or so they combine test yes, numbers yeah. to make it sound like to make see, it sound like yeah it, it, all of all of these people that have been tested right. A small fraction ha- actually have it oh, as to, to what the government the number is saying. to lower yeah. actual percentage of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same kind of thing. So in, in Florida, the data scientist who developed the state's coronavirus dashboard, Rebecca Jones, said this week that she was fired for refusing to manipulate data to drum up support for the plan to reopen. Oh, Calls to health officials for comment were not immediately returned. In Georgia... Yes, so... Note that all these dates I'm listing are those ones that have been rushing to reopen, to ease restrictions. Red Red state. A lot of them red. So in Georgia, one of the earliest states to ease up lockdowns and assure public that it was safe to go out, the Department of Public Health published a graph around May 11th that purportedly showed the new COVID-19 cases were declining over time, most severely in most severely affected counties. The entries, however, were not arranged in chronological order but in descending order. So again, make it, make people put the thing up that people's not going to look at. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Knowing people aren't going to scroll down. Oh, look, see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, George state rep, Georgia state representative, Jasmine Clark, a Democrat with a, with a doctorate in microbiology called the graph, a prime example of malfeasance adding science matters and data manipulation is not only dangerous, but leads to distrust in our institutions. Democratic state rep Scott Holcomb likewise called the department's presentations purposely misleading. Yes. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And that they're trying to, and thank God we have, you know, people with very high degrees that spot that stuff right away. Right. But could you imagine in some of these other states that they don't have that? And, oh, okay, yeah, we'll just take your word for it. Right. Or that they silence the person that's bringing uh, it to the table, which is what, yeah, that, I mean, that's what's happening, right? Yeah. So when they got fired. Um, uh, yeah, the lady gets fired. Um, so Texas, where health officials said last week they were including some antibody results in their testing totals and case counts, Republican Governor um, Greg Abbott said Monday that the numbers are not being com- combined, being calming led. I mean, that must be combined. Uh, health officials did not respond to requests. Um, let's see. Georgia, we already talked a lot about Georgia's. Georgia's got a lot of problems. I'll tell you that right now. Like, uh, yeah. Um, let's see. In other developments, the White House scrambled to defend President Trump's decision to use the malaria drug hydrochloroquine. <laughs> this dude to fend off the virus the drug is unproven against the virus and the president's move spurred the fears that many Americans might start using a medication which carries potentially fatal side effects I mean and he's claiming he's taking it I want to see you take the pill that's what I want to see you take the pill I want to confirm that it is the actual pill by Dr. Fauci and I want to see you dump it into your mouth because I don't believe a damn thing he says no I know. He's full of shit. He's full of yeah. fucking shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So so just yeah. because your state or your local municipality tells you it's safe to go out there, um, consider seeking other sources of information just mm-hmm. to double check. I'm not saying that, yeah. you know, your, your, your city, your county, your state is going to, you know, purposely fuck you over. But um, 
it's happening. So yeah, <laughs> just double check. Um, yeah, you can ask the people in Flint drink their water. Right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and, and uh, that's why to me it's like even if they open up. I'm not going to congregate in, I'm not going to buy my first concert ticket. I'm not going to buy a cruise ship <laughs> ticket. I'm not going to go to the restaurant. Those are things that we can do personal yeah. to take responsibility for our own health and well-being. Exactly. Like we cannot rely on goodness knows what that fool in that White House is doing and what he's saying and, you know, be like, oh, yeah, I guess it's nothing. Look at the dude that died because he thought it was a hoax. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so the joke, um, the joke's on him now. I, I say, you know, as long as you can take precautions, the longer I think the better. And, yeah. um, until I see zero, it just, you, you know, cannot give, yeah, you cannot let until up. there's a vaccine that you always have a chance of getting it at the end of yeah. the day. At the end of the day, even if all the numbers go down and, you know, things reopen con completely, which I really don't think is going to happen before next year. I think through the end of the year. Oh, vaccines next year at least. But I mean, cuz they got to test it. Through the end of the year, there's I feel like there's going to be some form of restrictions happening, maybe on or off, right? Like Right. because we know until there's the vaccine, it's not going to go away. So even if numbers go down over the summer because it gets warmer and things start, you know, flattening out when winter comes back and all and the regular cold season comes back and you have more people, you know, congregating inside because that's what happens in winter months, which mm -hmm. means more germ circulation. You have schools going back like until there's a vaccine, you have you have the chance of getting it. So. I say mm -hmm. whatever precautions you can take, just continue to take them for and until yeah. there's a vaccine. Yeah, and from what I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing is they're saying there's no evidence that because the weather is getting warmer that, you know, right. that that's going to slow it down. So we don't know what we don't know. I mean, yeah. we're just kind of guessing at yeah, hoping, because that's I the guess. trend that happens in, in flu season. With the flu season. Is that yeah. as it gets warmer. It slows down. Yeah. But again, we this is this is novel this is, COVID. We don't know anything about it. it we're just hoping. We're learning as we go here. And so yeah. whatever precautions you can continue to take to keep yourself and others safe, why why wouldn't you? Right. And I think that information continues to be stalled because we should be looking at like, you know, China, but because our China, relationships with China is you know so poor. Right. Uh, you know, it's so poor. Why would they want to help us? I would be like, you fools, you got a, a clown for a president shooting his mouth off. Why would I want to help you fools? <laughs> right? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Why am I giving you information? You learn from your own stuff. Figure it out yourself. Don't you already know everything? So <laughs> right? exactly. everything that we try to tell you, you've gone against. So right. Or you call it the China virus. <laughs> yeah. you know? Screw yeah. you people over there. Yeah. Uh... You see? All right. Diplomacy, people. Diplomacy. All right. All right. Um, this one, I this story I found, um, and I actually had it as a, a what's update because we had talked well, about every this. Every story you early. got is a what what's update. I know, but <laughs> it's because I I recalled it. But this was a story that we did early on, where remember the police officer pulled over. Um, and cited a driver because they had given him the middle finger 
And oh, we were like, well, that ago, wasn't it? Exactly. It reached all the way to the North Carolina Supreme Court. Whoa. That case went all the way up to the Supreme Court. Wow. And it's and it says uh, North Carolina court middle finger didn't warrant traffic stop. Nice. We called it. We called it. Nice. You know? A state trooper's decision to stop a driver who flashed an obscene hand gesture wasn't justified, the North Carolina Supreme Court ruled Friday, overturning lower court's decisions. The justices ruled unanimously that the evidence showed trooper Paul Stevens lacked reasonable suspicion to pull over Sean Patrick Ellis for disorderly conduct on a Stanley County road in January 2017. Stevens said a local police officer had stopped to help a stranded motorist out of gas a few days after a snowstorm when Stevens noticed what turned out to be Ellis in another vehicle. Ellis's back and forth waving motion with his hand outside the window turned into a pumping up and down motion with his middle finger, court documents say. Stephen pursued Ellis's SUV in his cruiser with blue lights still flashing for half a mile before Ellis stopped. Ellis initially refused to identify himself and Stephen ultimately cited him for resisting, delaying, or obstructing an officer. The trial judge refused to suppress Stephen's testimony in the case. Ellis pleaded guilty to the count but said he planned to appeal. <laughs> he divided the panel of court of appeals or a divided panel of court of appeals upheld the judge's denial to leave out the trooper's statement saying there was reasonable suspicion for the stop. Associate Justice Robin Hudson writing Friday's opinion said Stephen's testimony leads to inferred facts that the trooper didn't know whether Ellis's gesture was directed at him or another driver. Stevens also didn't observe traffic violations or other suspicious behavior during this uh, pursuit, she wrote. The mere fact that defendant's gesture changed from waving to flipping the bird <laughs> is insufficient to conclude defendant's conduct was likely to cause a breach of the peace. Yeah, what? Ma. What's the difference between the two? Like waving the hand and the bird. He tells his officer was just fucking wanting to show his, you know, um, you know, toxic masculinity, exactly. as you say. Yeah, like, just abuse his no, power. You ain't gonna yeah. flip me off. Watch this. Right. You need to respect me. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. No. You can't personalize things. That's how people get shot and killed. Put one finger you on know? each hand up. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of like a what's update. So That's it's funny. over, not unless it goes all the way to the Supreme Court. Oh, Federal. God, I would hope not. You know? Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Let's take it to the top. Oh, good Lord. Mm. All right. Well, uh, this story I got um, from Reuters. Mm. Plaintiff in Roe v. Wade, U.S. abortion case, says she was paid to switch sides. What? So Bring it to me. Which side was she on and well, which so side did she play? She was the, you know, original impetus or epidemic. Imp, you know, what do you call that? Epitus? No, epitus. No. What is that word? What? You know what? The, yeah. Anyway. A start. The start. Epitus. Um, uh, she's behind Epitus? the Roe v. Wade, right? She was yeah. what they, they named her Jane Roe. She's Roe. Ro. 
Yeah, yeah they named her Jane Roe. They didn't use her real name. So yeah. Norma Norma McCorvey, the woman known as Jane Roe in the landmark 1973 U.S. Supreme Court uh, Roe v. Wade ruling legalizing abortion said she was lying when she switched to support the anti-abortion movement, saying she had been paid to do so. In a new documentary made before her death in 2017 and due to be broadcast on Friday, McCorvey makes what she calls a deathbed confession. I took their money. They took me out in front of their cameras and told me what to say. She said on camera, I did it. I did it well, too. I'm a good actress. Of course, I'm not acting now. Um, if a young woman wants to have an abortion, there's no skin off my nose, my ass. That's why they call it choice. She said, AKA Jane Rowe will broadcast on the FX cable channel on Friday. Um, but was made available to television journalists in advance. It traces McCorvey's troubled youth, how she became a poster child for abortion rights and her face to face and her about face in the 1990s when she announced she was a baptized and born-again Christian who championed against abortion. Documentary filmed in the last month of her life, months of her life at age 69 in 2017 in Texas. In 1973, Supreme Court ruling um, has for decades been focus of divisive political and legal and moral debate. The Reverend Robert Schneck, 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 I don't know, fuck. Uh, one of the evangelical pastors who worked with McCorvey after her conversion to Christianity in the mid 1990s looked stunned as he was shown her interview as part of the documentary. He said the anti-abortion movement had exploited her, and uh, Schneck said the anti-abortion movement had exploited her weaknesses for her for its own ends and acknowledged she had been paid for her appearance appearance in the movement's behalf. What we did with Norma was highly un- unethical. The jig is up. In a separate blog post, um, Schneck said he hoped people would watch AKA Jane Rowe. You'll see my express, you'll see me express profound regret for the moment for how the movement leaders like me mistreated Norma. Her name and photo would would command some of the largest windfalls in dollars for my group and many others, but the money we gave her was modest. More than once, I tried to make up for it with added added a check, but it was never fair. Well, I'm surprised they're admitting to it. Oh wow! Wow! Uh, and they ex- and admitted to exploiting her. I mean, damn. You know, I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, right? Like they want to, they want to go, they want to brainwash their, you know, their followers into believing this shit. And... It didn't sound like they brainwashed her. They just threw some dollars at her. No, I, I could see why they would do that. Right. Yeah. Because they course. want their followers, right? Like what a yeah. perfect, I mean, if you think about it, like they're, their side of things, the anti-abortion side of things, like, oh my God, what a fucking blessing to get the lady behind Roe versus Wade to convert and go all anti-abortion. And that's what they like to do a lot of times anyway, right. is you'll regret it after it happens. All women regret it. Like, that's one of their and I'm like, things it doesn't, that they try to do. Yeah, okay, so what if, if she regrets it? She's going to have to live with that. That's her choice. We aren't saving anybody from anything. Jesus. You know, I'm, it's, 
I got to support you through how difficult it is, not, oh, you're going to regret it. Oh, you're going to go to hell. Oh, you're going to do. I'm not going. If I'm not doing it, I can be like, oh, why? It's not me, but I got to help you out. Like, I got to be there for you. I can't just. And that's why I said when these people talk about uh, relishing and I I just got to save you, girlfriend, all I got to do is be there to understand you, be there to allow you to have a shoulder to cry on, be there to, you know, just uplift you, do what I, that's it. I'm not there to try to save you from anything from yourself. Uh, That's, that is, oh, what a cash cow for them. Yes. They took advantage advantage of this lady who it sounds like she, you know, entrusted her faith in the people. And unfortunately, again, I don't think she delved into, you know, her, this new Christian belief that she had. And she allowed these idiots to tell her what her value is if she does X, Y, and Z. I'm glad the dude is admitting it. I think he should, you know, I think he should be on every single talk show to exactly say how they exploited this lady and exactly how, you know, this movement exploits people. um, And that, you know, he wishes that he could do something a bit different and really focus on the lady, not on trying to make a political statement and a movement to make cash for himself. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'll be curious like. what, yeah, I'll be curious, uh, you know. He was doing it for the money on what oh, you could Oh, yeah, I mean, he in. says it right there, like the right. amount of, what he said, the largest no, windfalls of dollars right. for my group and many others. This had nothing to do with trying to no. save unborn children. Like about... I, I can't see like, hey, this money went towards, you know, more studies, more homes for women that, you know, had no place to go or, no, you know, for about... for extra super counseling. Nothing. All, All it was Benjamins. for you carrying a little pitchfork there in front of an abortion clinic. That was it. All but about all the, the Benjamins, while, baby. You probably were paying yourself a good salary. You know, yeah. private jets, all of it. Yep. 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 Um, well, do you want to take one more break and come back with one more story? Yeah. All right. We will be right back. Okay. Welcome back. What do you bring to the table? All right. We're back to finish up some stories on the leftovers episode. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Um, all right. What you got left? What's your last one? Make it good. So this one is, uh, the Griro. I don't know what that is, but the Griro came out, uh, May. Oh shoot. May 14, 2020. There were so many good ones. Um, I actually wanted to bring one where um, I saw on Facebook one of our uh, super listeners with supersonic hearing. Super listeners. <laughs> yeah. And I'm bringing it up because I want people to really take a look at the one, you know, because I'm pretty sure that it came out. But it's the one where the um, delivery guy goes into an all-white community. Yes. And this happened right after yes. um, Ahmed uh-huh. and wouldn't allow him to leave. Yes. And police were called yes. and nobody came. And he and, was scared and he yeah. was like shaking yeah, afterwards. Would not allow him to leave. But yep. anyway, I was going to bring that one. I wanted to bring that one. But anywho's all, I, I brought, I'm bringing this one. London woman 47 dies of coronavirus after man spat on her. What? London railway worker, <sighs> Belly Wujing, 
died just weeks after a man assaulted her. Mujin was working at the city's busy Victoria station when a customer became irate with her. In his aggression, he coughed and spat at her and her co-worker Mm. on March 22nd. He then told them that he had coronavirus. Both Uh. Mujin and the co-worker became ill not long after Mujin succumbed to the virus on April 5th. A police investigation was launched more than a month later. Railway police are asking for anyone with information about the incident to come forward. Mujin's union, the Transport Salaried Staffs Association, said she was a vulnerable person and classified as high risk because of health issues known to her employer. Despite her pre-existing conditions, Mujin was reassigned to a more customer-facing role and was not provided with personal protective equipment. United Prime Minister Boris Johnson called Mujin's death tragic. He added, the fact that she was abused by for doing her job is utterly appalling. The incident has sparked outrage across the United Kingdom and the United States where others act where other acts of assaults and even murder of essential employees have occurred during the coronavirus pandemic. According to the report by the BBC, the TSAA union wrote a letter to Johnson appealing for more compensation for essential employees who will be dealing with more passengers as the country begins to reopen. Belly Mujin was just one of the many transport workers bravely working, bravely going to work to keep our country moving through the pandemic and ensuring that other key workers can get to their workplaces. The report says that in addition to Mujin, 42 other rail way workers have died in the United Kingdom. Mujin leaves behind a husband and an 11-year-old daughter. A GoFundMe campaign to help support her family has raised tens of thousands of pounds. The page was set up by Victoria's staff representative on behalf of the family. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's the thing. If you are going out and doing anything during this time, in regards to purchasing something, store, on the transit. and ca- If you're counting anybody that's doing their job right now, right. you better fucking get down and fucking metaphorically kiss the ground they're fucking walking on. Right. Because if it weren't for these people willing, and now people are like, well, I don't have a choice. No, people do have choice, and they're choosing, albeit maybe they feel like they have to because they got to make ends meet, but... The fact that they're doing that, like, leave them the fuck alone. They're doing the best they can. I mean, I just think mm-hmm. you should treat people with respect With anyway respect, period. When you're yeah. going and doing stuff, like, that's, yeah. to me, um, you know, a given. Like, I, I just feel like I hate when I see people, like, trying to rush service workers or, yeah. you know, uh, it's just like, what what makes you so fucking important you know like i that that has always been my pet peeve like you know and maybe i'm just i don't know i i just i'm just like well you know i'm always like no worries take your time like i actually that happened recently i was somewhere i think i had to go out oh i had to go to the fucking store right 
So mm-hmm. I decided to do self-check and um, something wasn't ringing up. And the, you know, the little person, the person came over to help me and she was just so like, I'm sorry, it's taking a like, I'm like, no, don't be sorry. Like, like, I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Like, just be fucking nice to people. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. And she has to die. She has to die. Yeah, it's like that one you did the other day with the uh, Dollar General guy that got killed because... Uh, he had told the kid or whatever to put the mask on and they didn't have one. And so then they came back and, and shot and killed him. Do you remember that one? You remember that one? Yeah. 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 Um, Like, just like that. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. All but right. Needlessly- My last story is um something that, um you know, I didn't think I'd ever be able to report. So as much as I hate to talk about this person, I want to talk about this one. Uh, so this comes no. from Yahoo News. Is it going to be about the orange buffoon? No. no. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but it's about one of his, his uh, minions. Um, oh. McConnell admits oh. he was wrong on Obama pandemic plan. I clearly made a mistake. I, I can't believe he admitted to making a mistake and didn't try to, you know, spin it. But uh-huh. Mitch McConnell ate some crow well, on Thursday. Save his seat. That, well, that's of the other thing. Of course he is. Of course you know. he is. Yeah. Um, Mitch McConnell came on Thursday night, admitting that he was wrong when he claimed earlier this week that President Barack Obama didn't leave his successor any kind of game plan for a pandemic. During a Trump campaign chat with presidential daughter-in-law Laura Trump on Monday, the Kentucky lawmaker blasted Obama for calling President Donald Trump's coronavirus response an absolute chaotic disaster. It is. Saying that the classless former president should have kept his mouth shut. Of course, tell the black man to keep his mouth shut, white man. Uh, McConnell went on to... Um, falsely claimed that Obama administration left the incoming staff in the lurch when it came to dealing with a deadly outbreak. They claim pandemics only happen once every 100 years, but what if it no longer is true? We we want to be early, ready for the next one because clearly Obama administration didn't leave to did not leave to this administration any kind of game plan for something like this, he asserted, promoting Laura Trump to respond. Uh, prompting Laura Trump to respond, that's exactly right. However, OMG, fact checkers for yeah, Obama on national TV. <laughs> fact checkers um, and former Obama staffers immediately pounced, noting that Obama's National Security Council had indeed left a Trump administration a 69-page playbook on how to deal with a pandemic, a I document that political reported it. on in in March. Yeah, he addressed it in on national TV. Well, he said because he was talking about SARS and H one N one, and he was like, "We are going to be hit by mm-hmm. a virus, and we got to be prepared for it." Yep. <gasps> so, oh. uh, <laughs> appearing on Fox, uh, blah blah blah, McConnell was confronted about his remarks by anchor Brett Baer, which it's actually surprised me on Fox they confronted him. Um, noting that the ousted vaccine chief, Dr. Rick Bright, accused Trump of being woefully unprepared for the pandemic during White House testimony on Thursday. Breyer played a clip of Bright saying plans were in place for administration to use but were not followed. You said that the previous administration did not leave a plan pushed back 
um, he, they pushed back against that. Um, Fox anchor stated, I was wrong, McConnell conceded. They did have, leave a plan behind uh, leave behind a plan, so I clearly made a mistake in that regard. As to whether or not the plan was followed and who is the critic and all the rest, uh, I don't have any observation about that because I don't know enough about the details of that that Brett to comment on in any detail. Yeah, so like that's what he's that's like the classic, right? So he's caught the lie. So he has to admit that he lies. So the next tactic is to pretend you don't know anything because they haven't told you. I'm not in the know. I I mean, I'm not in the know. So, you know, how would I know? I'm not in the know. You're the freaking head, head of Congress there, and you don't know? Yeah. You're you doing stimulus. You're pushing stimulus uh, packages, and you don't know? Yeah. What so, do you but know? But it's that classic maneuvering uh, of you get caught in the lie. You either just keep, like, Trump's game is he just keeps repeating it, right? Oh, yeah. He just keeps oh, repeating yeah. it and repeating and repeating it. And hoping people believe it. The other tactic is when you do get caught, you change it up or you say you didn't know. Or in this case. Or you case, say you didn't say that. Right. I didn't say that. I didn't say that or I was being sarcastic or in this case, I could see him going so far as saying, well, yeah, no, but the plan was, you know, inadequate. And so we couldn't even use it anyway. You know, like it wasn't even a plan. Couldn't even be called a plan because it really wasn't a plan. You know, right. Like that'll be the next spin that'll come from it because they can't deny that it doesn't, that it, that it doesn't exist because they reported about it. Yeah. We didn't follow it because, you know, it was crap. Yeah. Right. And it's like, but then you disband all the stuff that you could have had a good, you know, some more information. If it was crap, you could have at least continued. You could have started on the plan. And if you needed to make alterations during the process, then you did it. But at least you had a starting point. And and here's the thing. Dr. Fauci participated in that plan. Of course he did. you, You had him there, but you're silencing the man. Of course. So he's the one that knows, hey, this is the plan. We we talked about it. Exactly. Uh, we put this together. Let's proceed this way. But yeah. You, yeah. No. See, that's what I'm saying. These people, they got to go. They got to go. So then the other part go. of misleading, I got to, I got to, I do got to talk about this one too, is um, it, Senate Majority uh, Leader's initial false claim echoed President Trump's rhetoric, okay, about Obama. Um, Trump's going so far as to blame former president for giving him broken tests for the novel coronavirus, a disease that didn't exist before 2019. There wasn't a test for it because it didn't exist. You can't say he gave you broken tests when the tests that were created weren't created for a disease that didn't exist yet. It didn't exist. Yeah, they left you tests, but tests for diseases that had SARS, H1N1, all the things he was talking about. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying is like they gave you a starting These point fools. because they gave you that test that you could then build on to start testing for <laughs> COVID. Yeah. But instead, you're like calling them broken tests. They're not broken tests. They work perfectly for the uh, for the viruses that, that they were intended to test for. It's yeah. not like you just uh, swab it all and uh, test for everything. You can't yeah. test for something that you know doesn't that doesn't exist. Right. You can't right. test for something that you didn't know would exist in 2019. They're idiots. <gasps> they're idiots. Stupid. Yeah, they're idiots. And then I'm like, it sounds like those, like those Trump followers. There was that. I don't know if you've seen that video where that one guy is going around to you know at the rallies and asking people questions about you know why are you here. What? Uh, one of the people was like, 
uh, interview and he was like, yeah, I want to know why Obama, um, he had all this information about 9-11 and why wasn't he, why didn't he stop it? I'd like to know that. And the guy goes, what? so you'd like to know where where President Obama was? And yeah, he wasn't in the White House. Where was he, on vacation? And the guy's like, uh, yeah, Obama wasn't president during 9-11. And then they, you know, I'm like, but this is the, this, you see, that's, that's the idiotic. Dunning Kroger ignorance. Exactly. Where you don't, you don't care what the truth is. You can't even do your own research to to say, uh, Obama wasn't president at that time. Hello. Oh my God. Yeah. But this is, Yes. And this is the stuff that they're feeding. So now you're going to hear people talk about, well, Obama gave a bunk broken test. test. For the they corona. were broken right. tests. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. They were damn broken because <laughs> he fucking Corona idiot. didn't exist. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Terrible. All right. Um, <sighs> so we did a leftovers. We did a leftover. What was that? How long is our leftover? Uh, about over an hour? A little over an hour. Oh, that's awesome. good. That's a good leftover. Yeah. You know. Um, we had to do it. Had to be done. Yeah. Had yeah. to be done. Had to get these stories out. Because. Why? Because stories never end. No. Crazy never sleeps. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because why? Because <laughs> crazy never sleeps. And the stories never end. Hey, I think I should get like a prize for that. Not until you get it right the first time. <laughs> not when I answer on cue. Again, we, we, well, this is not scripted. We're not this raising, like, you know, we're not raising kids that everybody gets a trophy here on what are you bringing to the table. Like, I'm all about encouragement and encouraging you to do better next time. But you ain't getting a fucking trophy for saying for it. You didn't know. do it right. So hey, I will. I, I'm not going to beat you down and tell you you're stupid. I'm going to say you can this do it next time you'll get it. Old brain. But I am not giving you a fucking trophy for everything. We don't do that here. We don't do that. I mean, uh, I, I get that some people think everybody should get something. No, I, I'm not. I'm a little old school when it comes to that. I do think people should be acknowledged for trying and the efforts they make. But I don't think everybody, every kid should get a trophy when they're out. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Joey. You were last, but thanks for participating. Yeah. Like you get a trophy next time. Yeah. I think there has to be a little bit of, you know, competition, win or lose like that. I mean, that's the sport, right? The sport is learning about competition, learning that, you know, sometimes things don't always work out as you thought that they would. Teaching that good sportsmanship. You don't always have to be the winner. And you congratulate can, the winner. I always said you can mm-hmm. play hard and play well and still lose, right? Because right. sometimes someone is always better, right? So right. at that moment, you yeah. know, because you know when you were playing disc golf, there are days when boom, you're on point. Yeah. And then there are days when we didn't when play together. Like, damn, yeah, we were on point that day. Had my best <laughs> game ever and we didn't play together. Yeah. Like yeah. my best fucking game ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, we both had our best yeah, game ever. Yeah, in history. Ever. In history. Yeah, you're my cooler. I thought yeah. I was kidding, but it's you. You're my cooler. I guess. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but shit. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't believe that. It, I think that you should encourage and you yeah. should always do your best. 
and sometimes you're, you're not going to come out on the like I used to say when I was like playing, you know, sports competitively, you know, is I'd rather lose and play our hardest than against a, a tough team than yeah. fuck off and not play our hardest against a team that we know we could beat and still win. Like I'd rather lose yeah. against knowing I played my toughest against a hard team than fucking off and playing and win on a an easy team like it you know yeah so, like that's not like yeah in your face yeah like oh yeah. You know, we could just fuck around because we're gonna win anyway you know no you gotta play hard no matter what you know whatever every yeah. every down every inning whatever like that was always my thing so yeah so you don't get a prize yet for saying <laughs> for, our, for saying um, crazy line. never sleeps <laughs> See, yeah, the hey, stories hey, never on, end, and the stories hey, never end. It took you twenty years to get it. <laughs> That's how quick you want my brain to operate. Oh, brother! I will like, get... I'm like, what? What? What are we doing here? I'll what? Give what? You a, I'll give you like a couple strokes handicap because you are older. <laughs> so, so I'll give you a couple more strokes than I'll I get. I'll take it. I'll take that. Shoot! <laughs> hey, handicaps are good. That means I'll always be on top, baby. Woo! Well, I guess that's why you like it. <laughs> You're talking about coming, there being on top. Go. What hey. are you talking about this episode? Lord have mercy. Hey, you're getting us hey, another, man, you need some boots a off. version of the Knock podcast. Knock my boots off my feet. <laughs> Toes crack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. until next time, nos vemos. Adios. Daisy, Daisy, what's your safe word? What's your safe word, Daisy? <laughs>